uh, Nick again with your uh, Game Source News, uh, your host, and uh, going to go around the room, introduce everybody here again. My co-host. Who am I? <laughs> oh, I'm Gerald. How you doing? Another day in paradise. Alex is here, just sitting around. All right, Trey. <laughs> Trey's here, uh, playing Duke Nukem. Yo yo. And Melissa. <laughs> All right, well, this is our uh, pre-E3 segment. E3! <laughs> Just going to share uh, pretty much what everybody's expecting to see at the show. Well, when it comes to E3, as you saw on our website, we've got a poll up. And what's the poll about? Uh, who's going to dominate the uh, at E3, Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo? Well, it depends on what each one has to offer. Nick, can you just let us know or let the people know out there know what, what each one is going to have to offer? Well, I mean, uh, pretty much we have yet to be seen, but uh, Microsoft are looking forward to the, uh, the Project Natal, uh, Sony's uh, move, and uh, we, well, I don't know, we're still waiting to see what Nintendo's going to unveil. What are you looking forward to seeing it uh, coming out of E3, Alex? Um, you know, I'm really not sure what I'm looking to see. I just, uh, I'd like to see a lot of uh, some Microsoft exclusive stuff. I mean, I'd like to see what Project Natal is going to have in, star in store for us, um, how it's going to play, whether or not they're going to have a demo for us to use or not. Um, other than that, I mean, there isn't much else that, I mean, kind of a a solo 360 player, I guess. So, I mean, I'm not too big on other consoles. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't keep track of all the other ones, but. I know in Nintendo's case, because I know they're coming out with 3DS, um, and then they're also going to come out with the Vitality sensor. But if they round it off with some, maybe some good games like the new Metroid and uh, Zelda. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I know, I'm, I'm excited to see the new, uh, the new Zelda. Um, the new Zelda title, so I don't know. You know, I um, and then Sony with this move, PlayStation yeah. move that ought to be something to see to see if it really can be what they call the you know the Wii style experience, but definitely on an HD format. I think I think title wise, I know uh, after watching uh, Spike TV yesterday night, uh, Killzone Three, uh, Force Unleashed Two. I mean, it looks like they got a lot of gear. <laughs> Gears of War Three. I know that. I know that's a big title everybody's waiting for. But when it comes down after Project Natal and Halo Reach and Gears of War, can micro is Microsoft going to introduce something that's not going to be a multi-platform, uh, like you were talking about, Alex, uh, uh, something that's just you know 360 exclusive? Because uh, that seems a little bit short right now as it currently stands. Oh, yeah, I mean, because Rock Band 3 is going to come out to everybody with the guitar, and and the you know you can play professionally and pro mode. That's, but that's going to be multi-platform. Same thing with Guitar Hero 6, Call of Duty Black Ops. That looks great. But it, it's all multi-platform. Uh, when it comes to Microsoft and Sony, the difference is really it's got to be what's exclusively come to those form, uh, those consoles. Yeah, really, especially with Bungie's new, uh, uh, you know, now Halo is going to be uh, coming into its last. Well, it's not. The, it, I don't think it's going to be the last. Well, no, but I mean, as far as exclusive. With Bungie. With Bungie, yeah. I think uh, Microsoft will head up a new studio for it. You'll see plan. They will bleed that dry <laughs> for, mm -hmm. for every for every dime. Okay. When we're all grandparents, you will see Halo ninety nine. <laughs> okay. If there's more money to be in, and I'm sure Melissa will still be playing multiplayer on that. Uh -huh. They'll probably hit up like Bioware, you know, and turn it into RPG afterwards, you know. Instead of saying "Kill it for love," her uh, call tag would be "Grandma." <laughs> She'll still be teabagging people. And mailing Probably me. <laughs> Probably me. Probably. Well, I don't know. Trey over here was just dominating the uh, Transformers. Check out that demo. Yes, yeah, so if you get a chance, uh, take a look at that demo of Transformers, The War for Cybertron. And check Trey? out that demo. That was uh, uh, Transformer War for Cybertron uh, takes place on their home planet, uh, leaves a big open campaign. Where they can actually put it the way they want it, show the story on how Bumblebee and uh, Optimus Prime uh, met, 
and how uh, Prime became Prime. So. Oh, that's cool. Well, I mean, I don't know. It looks, like you were saying, it looks uh, a lot like a mix like Call of Duty Gears of War. Give us a good little break between Gears 2 and Gears 3, I guess. Gears 3 looks looks sick. Yeah, hopefully the multiplayer is going to be sick. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean... If uh, they're anticipating it to play like Gears 2, I don't think anyone's going to be playing Gears 3. Yeah, I, I mean, and not that it was really bad, but I just, I don't know, I'm looking for something a little new as far as, I mean, yeah, I don't know. What's up with that Dead Space 2? <laughs> Dead Space, you know, I Dead Space 1 was good. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Dead Space 2 looked good from the gameplay footage yesterday. I mean, it doesn't look like it's really... It, I mean, it really changed too much. You probably get some new weapons. Um, still in the same narrow hallways. New environment. Yeah. Space station. New environment. Mm. You actually have an understanding of what's going on this time. <laughs> yeah, instead of being just thrown yeah. right in the middle of the... The fact that uh, Isaac has a voice now, you can actually choose whether or not you want to go out there to... You know, if you want to go get the equipment or send people that are uh, seeking refuge <laughs> under your uh, protection, if you want to send them to go get it. More so, or less uh, are no longer under your protection <laughs> once you send them out to get it. Yeah, sorry, we're all just kind of sitting around the uh, TV here watching uh, Melissa. Play Duke Nukem? <laughs> Duke yeah. Nukem. Come on, you guys all know Duke Nukem is the bomb. <laughs> Um, it'd be nice to see, like, hardware improvements to, uh, some of our consoles. I mean, I guess the Wii doesn't really need it with Nintendo and stuff, along with the DS. I mean, the PS3 got an overhaul, and, you know, they changed it to Slim, but, I mean, 360 is still breaking out of the box, you know, at a pretty high percentage. They should re-engineer yeah, really. some of the stuff, you know? I mean, it, it couldn't take too much money to, you know, change a system around like that or whatever. And plus, you know, with Nintendo, I mean, I, I don't know what they have in store to release... Um, you know, any more than what they already have. I mean, I yeah. think Nintendo's pretty topped out, but I, at least their DSi, I know, is still propelling sales by long shot. <laughs> um, but definitely, I know uh, I was reading on um, a little bit on the possible next firmware update. I know Sony just had a, a recent one, but they were, I know they were talking about their cross-gaming cross, cross gaming chat. I don't know if that's going to be part of their premium service package or not. Heard it was supposed to be something like $10 a month, $90, $90 a it. year. Go through it. And uh, I, don't know. I don't know how much more they can really improve on that. I, I, as far as paid service, I think one of Sony's prime. Well, I like the whole paid service thing. Um, I realize people like the whole free deal about your internet, you know, I'm already paying for internet, why should I have to pay for more internet service, you know, yeah. but, I mean, if you look at the way the interface is set up on Xbox 360, I mean, by far, because of the fact that we pay, you know, so much a year for it, it has such a better, you know, user interface with people, it's easy to connect to your friends and connect to lobbies and download games and demos yeah. and watch videos. Because even Netflix, you like need that. a disc. Yeah, exactly. Netflix. You have to order a disc just to play on PS3 or the Wii, you know? Exactly. Yeah, Which is, I mean... Well, I think that's the right issue with Microsoft. Yeah. I think to get on first, and I think they did agree to it being the only one to have a software interface. But, but I mean, yeah, as far as how easy it is to use, I, I mean, I really just, I mean, I... I'm a Sony fan myself, and, and I mean, just as well as Microsoft, but I don't I'm know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just don't know how much more paid service is really going to improve the interface as far as Sony. I, I just think it's really clustered, very difficult to find things. I, you know, Microsoft just has it really just, not oversimplified, but I mean, it's a lot easier to find stuff, download demos, you know. Well, and with Natal, if people do get interested in it, and they do find, uh, as I was saying earlier, great apps for it. They do make some great apps. The usage in the Microsoft uh, dashboard is really going to be cool, because then you can just, you know, do the minority report. You know, and then boom, there you go. Just wave your hands, and that'd be cool. But with, with Natal, it just has to be a good app. The reason why the Wii is so popular is because everybody plays Wii Sports. 
<laughs> they don't play many more games. Yeah. But they play Wii Sports, so. Exactly. But, I mean, that's what's great about the Wii. I mean, they're giving you, you know, one of the best games that everyone plays right out of the box, you know. Now, if yeah, you need to go buy a yeah, one-time absolutely. deal and you don't have to buy anything else. Let me ask you this. If PlayStation Move um, really becomes popular... Um, with the fact that it, it does with the controllers, but it will be in an HD format. Do you think it's going to necessitate Wii finally coming out in HD? Do you think that's something that Nintendo needs to do? I, I don't know. I, I think they're just, I mean, as far as the general consumer goes, I mean, their sales are really going to sustain whether or not it's HD or not. I mean, I don't see as much of a, as far as from a sales perspective, I don't think it's going to be, well, the technology is, is very even more limited than what the 360 and PS3 have because, remember, it's a glorified GameCube. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, well, I mean, I like the fact that HD is out there right now, and I mean, it, it'd be nice to see HD on a Wii console. But um, I don't think that's as why far people as are buying it. Products, yeah, I mean, I see them centered towards kids, and yeah, kids just like to have a fun time playing a multiplayer game, you know. I, I mean, like, for, about, like know, for instance, party system. Well, at least they've got, most games for the Wii have come out uh, don't need friend codes anymore. Yeah. Because that was the most annoying thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I read uh, recently that Castlevania wanted to go, uh, they wanted to go multi-platform because they didn't want to go kid-friendly anymore for Nintendo. And well, I mean, yeah, because that's becoming a full 3D adventure. Yeah, they have mm -hmm. to make it a kiddie, a kiddie version of the game, and they said, you know, we don't want to make it a kiddie version. We want to. We want to go to that other the, the other platform level. Everybody else is doing it, and that you know, sales wise, it makes sense. Yeah, we'll have to see how that translates out because there's been a lot of 2D platform games that have come out in, in 3D format, well, and they don't fare so well. So. I mean, but again, as far as like you were saying, I don't think HD would influence sales. Too. I mean, I just don't think that's why people are buying the the console. I don't think it's for yeah. the HD values. Generally, for family. Trey, but, what are you looking for from E3? Being the ultimate in Gears fan. <laughs> uh, that's where it dimmed off when Gears of War 2's multiplayers, uh, they didn't run with servers and uh, made it to where it was running off host. And at the very beginning, they weren't running to where it was running off the best host there was. It was just pick a host. Gears 2 had a multiplayer? I know, right? I thought it was just like calling you, and then you call somewhere, and then he just puts you on hold for like an hour or so. No, this is when you actually get a match. Okay. <laughs> and you get to choose one that you want? Oh, no. no I choose it for you. You just get the veto. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, the game itself, great concept. Uh, love the story. Can't wait for Gears of War 3. You like the story where it's it's... No longer, it's, everything's broken down. The government's been, you know, disassembled. Yeah, and it's oh, just the border governments is no longer together anymore. Everyone's sitting on the last stronghold of the human face of the Raven's whatever. Nest. Yeah, the Raven's <laughs> Nest with a series of random boats strung together. Um, be pretty interesting to see three different races battling it out: the Lambent against the Locust against the Coalition okay. Human. Are guess. you scared that might be a Halo Toots? Too much Haloish. Uh, type influence because uh, no, when you mix too many types of things, sometimes it gets the story gets convoluted like it did in Halo 2. I do, but you gotta you gotta realize that they get comments from everybody, and I know they check it. If you you'd be stupid not to check your own comments and forums of what people think, what people would yeah. do, what would they change to get ideas, what you could do better on Gears of War 3. If they say it looks more like you know the matchmaking is more like Halo 3, I think they'll they'll go off that and see what they can do to fix it, make it make it more, you know, what people want to see. Make the Chainsaw Lancer more powerful than the shotgun. Well, I mean, with the, the new weapons that they're adding in, I mean, you've got the Pendulum Lancer versus the regular That's Lancer. True. I mean, they say the Pendulum Lancer is supposed to be able to down people in one melee, which is, uh, I don't know how abusive that's going to get on the multiplayer aspect of it, but um, apparently the bullets are supposed to be stronger over the original Lancer, along with many other weapons that they're going to have. The Digger Launcher, um, which I guess uh, has locust like enemies or something in the ammo, and you shoot it and it digs across the ground and they pop up in front of enemies' faces and blow up, um, according to the new issue of Game Informer, but yeah, who knows? 
Well, I just, you know, I know it's going to be be good. The story has never been t a tight focus of Gears and Gears 2. I'm just hoping they'll just tie all the loose ends in this third game. And, uh, you know, as long as the multiplayer is strong and people can get on it, I think that's what's going what's gonna to matter to people. I think I'm interested in what DLC they're going to end up coming out for. Either it may, inc uh, you know, include some additional maps or something. You know, some of the what Gears 2 offered. Um, what about Rock Band and, Gear and Guitar Hero 3? I, you know, I don't know if I'm really expecting much, much difference. Well, Rock Band 3 is promising a whole lot different. Well, I mean, you know, guitar. A guitar. Keyboard. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Keyboard, uh, actually, in the form of like, like I said, guitar, and then on the pro mode, uh, the, if you actually buy the whole bundle, it'll come with an actual guitar. That in the pro mode, it will actually teach you how to play the various instruments. It's a new style drum set with cymbals, so you'll actually be learning how to drums, you know, on time, on cue, and learning notes, um, and also as well the guitar, same thing. So you'll be able to, and you won't be doing it to just, you know, basic songs like you do in, in guitar, guitar lessons and whatnot. You'll be doing actually to songs that you enjoy and you can appreciate it. So I know that was the promise they made to, uh, during the development of the Beatles rock band, that they wanted to make a game that was going to eventually teach you, the player, how to play a game, uh, how to play these instruments. So I can see that as a good step, but if you're going to go ahead and go to all these lengths, you know, is it is it going to be better than than just say for you, than going to an actual guitar lesson school or, or drum school or what have you? Yeah. And Guitar Hero Six does not look impressive. Um, they pump out too many games. I think yeah. I think they should have just stopped after three. Yeah. I mean, there there's no reason to continue putting out more games when you just put out DLC. You know. I know. I mean, why do you need Guitar Hero Aerosmith? Why do you need? Hero Band of Hell and, I mean, you know, I mean Rock Band 360 did that for a while at the beginning. They mm -hmm. just kept releasing, you know, the, the different volumes yeah, or, or exactly. optional and tracks. And they have just download. the whole Rock Band music store. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's like Halo Waypoint, you know, you just browse through a ton of music and download whatever you want. Which is fine. It works. Yeah. I mean, it's functional. I mean, you know, you don't have to, as long as you got an account set up, you just get the songs that you want. I mean, I think that's really, you know. Uh, I know, what, what about the next Assassin's Creed? Um, you know, I never really played the first or second Assassin's Creed. I mean, oh, you should have hit that. Too. That's a that's a between Trey and I. That's a, uh, that's a touchy subject. <laughs> I mean, I, I watched a bunch of friends play it, and uh, I mean, watching the gameplay makes me want to go to like Italy and or in like Italian or whatever. I, I think as far as graphically, I mean, it was just it was very impressive. The second one, I mean, just I mean, as far as far as the eye eye catcher, I. You know, I was really kind of expecting some difference as far as, uh, you know, mobility yeah. um, from the second one. I, I don't think gameplay-wise it differed too much. I mean, you had a few optional and, and additional, you know, moves and counterattacks, and, and uh, your arsenal was a little bit different. Um, I know you're... Um, I think the, up, the ability to fully upgrade your character really made a, a big difference from the first. Um, as well as the ability to upgrade your city, I mean, you know, yeah. and make it more prosperous and popular. But well, I want to ask Trey, <laughs> the question I want to ask Trey when it comes to the new Assassin's Creed. So I heard there's multiplayer coming out for it. <laughs> now, um, what is the goal of the multiplayer? One of the, one of, one of the multiplayer modes is um, capture the bench. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, that's an inside joke reference from the first game where a part of the game where you had to sit on a bench and try to learn intel uh, that was my biggest problem with the, with the games when you have to go and sit on a bench for part of you know to complete objectives and Trey and I have been going at this for years because of it but uh, needless to say I'll let Trey elaborate uh, uh, co-op benches how about that <laughs> Yes, it must be very exciting to uh, sit at the same bench, you know, with your fellow multiplayer. Um, I'd have to say, though, with this one, you're, you're still playing as Ezio in the storyline. They're not straying off. At least we get to finish the story. It, this could be the last, or they could make another one. We don't know. They're going to bleed it dry. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully they get it a good ending and don't bleed it dry, like uh, Gerald's saying. 
Don't ruin it. Well, that's the problem. They're either a lot of game companies these days are either rehashing old ideas, or they're just expanding on current ones. It's hard to get new, fresh IPs that people are really interested in. Yeah, because uh, the number of that that number right now that are out that people are actually interested in are small and few. More people are interested in the new, the next Halo, the next Gears, the next Call of Duty, the next of what will to be. Yeah, but the, it's all the same. It, it's just new IPs really have a hard time making it. I I just I'll tell you one I didn't really expect to see a two, a two of as not really so soon was Infamous two. Even Red Dead Redemption is not exactly... Uh, well, see, you're talking about another sequel, Infamous 2. Yeah. Infamous did well, let's make a sequel. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the few IPs to come out in the past couple of years that you know that did really good, and now it's... My bad. <laughs> now you got to make five sequels from it. So. <laughs> That's another one they'll, they'll bleed dry. Maybe a three or four, Infamous 3 or 4, <laughs> where they stop that series. Uh, I really didn't play Infamous because I do not have a PS3. I'm the all 360 person. But uh, what I've heard... <laughs> so quick to point that out. Yes, yes. Um, Infamous was and probably will be a, a game to look forward to. Infamous 2. Um, other than that... Uh, Uncharted 3. That's the game that needs to be made. I yeah. have not heard anything on Naughty Dog for the win. Yes. Hopefully we'll be able to get an interview Go for with making Crash I mean, Bandicoot. No guarantees to... there. I mean, yeah. Don't run from you, man. Don't run from you. Yeah, I'd run from you too if you're trying to interview me. Yeah. How about fighters for this year? Capcom or Marvel's Capcom Mar Three? Oh, yeah. Oh, did anybody? Everybody see the uh, the new Mortal Kombat trailer? Yes. Going back yeah. to old school yes. Mortal Kombat. Yes. Yeah. Fatality. They should have did that a long time ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know, it's always it's always cyclical. In that, uh, you know, sorry, we're playing Duke Nukem as we're speaking. But um, it's always cyclical with games that you know, it, the original version comes out many iterations later. Oh, let's go back to what made it famous. Yeah, but it, it looks good. Needless to say, so I hope they make that movie. Everybody see that new uh, trailer that's out for the. Uh, Proposed new remake of uh, Mortal Kombat. It's on YouTube. The TV show? Or yeah. Uh, yeah. TV, TV show or movie? I, they're gonna, trying to pitch it as a movie. As a movie. They didn't see too much successful. And it would be in a, as in a TV yeah, show. Yeah, they don't. It's got, over, it's got over 9 million hits, so I think it's... Uh, Bioshock, the movie, is coming out October 2010. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it looks, it looks great. It looks like they really captured the... Uh, I mean, they got Rapture. a lot. I will see yeah, Mass Effect. Rapture for the win. Yeah. yeah. Mass Effect the movie. Oh. <laughs> and Uncharted the movie. Now, who do you guys think would cast a good Sean, a good John Shepard? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, um, I think a, it'd be uh, you know the guy from Terminator Salvation. That's um uh, that's what I, I, that's what I, I was thinking. Think of his you know, name, but you know the he's from you know. Avatar. And yeah, he's oh, the hot um, the, the Australian guy, the, the new yeah. actor. That guy. That would be a perfect John Shepard. Yeah, because he's like, no, like, he, he, he can hide his accent. Good day, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> that would make for a great Clash of the Titans, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's making all the hit movies. That lucky guy. So. Sam Worthington. Yep. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I was thinking for the Uncharted movie, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 that would be a good one. He, he, he I'm gonna put this. In. I know that the rights have already been. I know that there's working on the script. Get Ryan Reynolds to do this movie, okay? <laughs> do not get some loser that's you know made a hit movie or whatnot. Get Ryan, I know Ryan Reynolds needs Sandra Bullock to make a hit movie, but please, or the X Men. But please get him to do this movie. He but, would be he'd be good for it. But please don't put Sandra Bullock in this movie. <laughs> no, no. Please don't do that. They might put us. his wife in it. <laughs> hey, Johansson. Oh yeah, that's not too bad. Uh, yeah, that's not. She too was bad. good in Iron Man. Really? Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Good looking or good acting? Looking. There you go. <laughs> now that we've broken it down, but. Uh, what else are you looking for me three? Handhelds, 3DS. 
I don't know. PSP, I, new PSP? No, no new Maybe PSP. Maybe a 360 handheld? PSPs are <laughs> barely making sales as they are now. Well, they're trying to go in a little bit with the, the Mobile 7. I, you know, I don't think and it's going to go And the right. mobile phones? Yeah. They need to do something to compete but, with the iPhone. But you know what? And that's a good point. The iPhone is, I mean, are, are, really, are mobile handhelds going to, I mean, are they really going to outdate the... I mean, look how many uh, mobile apps and, and games they got now on. Like, they got Sims, they got Resident Evil on your iPhone. I mean, they're coming out with a lot of a lot of popular titles now. A lot of Square Enix made an app I saw on their. Uh, no. on, well, the iPhone, it's just it's where it's at right now. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, AT and T, you can no longer down. Thanks to them, you can no longer uh, get new service and uh, get uh, unlimited. Yeah. I just finished my contract, but that, needless to say, the iPhone is just, uh, you know, it's become so competitive now um, with that, Droid, and, and so many other smartphones. It's, it's taken applications, what it is. Yeah, yeah. it's all about applications. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what will sustain the lifespan of any game or console system, is, is all about the applications. If you don't have it, you don't expect to stay, stay that mm-hmm. long, so, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I, I I'm really 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 looking forward to uh, Fallout New Vegas. I know I said I know I said every podcast I love Fallout. Yes, I'm looking yes, forward yes, to playing yes, the demo. Yes, yes, but it's made by Obsidian. The I know people, the it, makers of Alpha Protocol. It looks good. It and how can you <laughs> on Game Show? They were they were for Backbreaker. That's bad. What? I mean, well, because Backbreaker would have been a good game if the controls were good, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty that fun was part game. of the issue. An Alpha Protocol, I'll, which I gave <laughs> out my review uh, and I put it on the site, um, uh, they need to get some new issues with the gameplay because that, that was such a promising title. That was such a promising title. The concept is great. It's uh, RPG, espionage, you know, everything you want from a video game idea. And everything you don't want as far as execution and the you know just I have no idea is it because they dropped dropped it halfway through production you know because they fell over uh, uh, because they wanted to do Fallout New Vegas well it just seems like it that because it just look it looks and plays like something that could have been really something so much more. I know. I I mean from what I've seen gameplay wise from Fallout New Vegas so far though I mean it looks like they came. They kept the same gaming mechanics and gameplay engine. Oh, I just had to go to behave Bethesda. Give us your code. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I mean, really, I I don't know if it was completely necessary to make uh, an entirely new Fallout. I mean, they could have just added it on some DLC content and and did this and captured the same the same thing. I mean, again, it uses the same you know graphics engine and gameplay. Could have been just a DLC. Could have been just like uh, GTA Four when they brought out the Ventures of you know Liberty City. Yeah. Could they, yeah? Could they have done just that instead? Instead, they're bringing out a full-fledged sixty-dollar game. Is there going to be enough to warrant sixty dollars? It does. I mean, it seems counterproductive, really. I well, mean, it's, I mean, I'm glad that they do stuff like that, just because. Um, if you look at Bioware, you know, they make promising titles and stuff. Mass Effect, Mass Effect Two. Um, but when they ventured over to like something new that was still along the lines of the way they make their games. They made Dragon Age Origins, and a lot of people hated it just because that's not what they wanted anymore, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, if Bethesda kept doing something like that, you know, where they went from, like... But Dragon Age sold well. Yeah. And, and in fact, there's actually going to be a sequel that's, you know, after they finish all the DLC mm-hmm. that they're producing for it, there will, there's already been announced a sequel coming out. Yeah. What I'm waiting to see is Star Wars Knights of the Republic 3 yeah. from Bioware for a console or PC. That would be nice. But they're working on uh, Nice of the Old Republic right now for the MMO, correct? Yeah. I bet you a million dollars, Gerald, that people would rather have a console Star Wars Nice of the Old Republic 3 than a MMO. I would like it more, but obviously, because uh, PC games, I'm not going to say they're dead, but PC games, because as long as World of Warcraft is out there, it's not going to be dead. It's just... Seems to be easier for the you know the public at large to play consoles instead of PCs at this time. As true as that is, uh, and it's harder because it's harder to upgrade. Yeah, you know you need. Uh, and that's what it's. Yeah. Upgrade. Yeah, you know, talking about thousands of dollars to upgrade your computer so you can play Crisis Two on a PC in the way Crisis Two is presented best, but 
playing on a PS3 or, or Xbox 360 this winter, and that's one of the games I want to, I'm looking forward to at E3 is Crisis 2. Crisis, the first one was awesome. It still will look pretty good, but uh, you know, there's still that variation, I guess, between P PC games and uh, games for consoles. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just looking through some. Keep looking. Keep looking. No, I would. You know, I think people have a big misinterpretation on this project at all because, I mean, like this for instance, uh, a U.S. survey of uh, 2,000 American gamers, which is really not a realistical number if you're going to do a survey, especially, you know, a gaming survey. Really, they're anticipating only 8% of current 360 owners are anticipating or going to absolutely buy Project Natal. They haven't even seen how it works yet. I mean, how can they realistically make a survey? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not projecting it. And then they're saying if it increased by 8% every month until it release, that um, somewhere around 37 to 47% would even be partially interested in getting Project Natal. I mean... I don't know. That just seems a little unrealistic to me. I mean, that's well, like saying pro the they, move isn't going to go. They have not really shown the potential at all. They've hit it. They've given you two basic commercials that they've shown out there, some of which you can see our site, uh, www.yourgamesource.com. Um, and it's looked okay, but it's really, they've really just, it's just the tip of the iceberg. And if that's the case, then I think a lot more people will get into it. If that's all it is, if you're just going to be playing with balls and maybe, um, you know, moving uh, your Netflix uh, instant queue around a little bit, you know, if that's all it's going to do, then really uh, I don't see the need to get it. But uh, I understand that they're going to probably do a bundle with a slim 360 at about 2.99. You know, I see, I foresee that. I um, and I know I I think it's price related. People will be interested if it if it has good apps. And it comes around seventy nine dollars. They do over a hundred dollars. That sounds reasonable. I don't think anything, no. no I, I think they're going to lose people. I mean, I I was watching a lot of the uh, you know the trailers and stuff they have on it, and I mean for the most part, I mean they're talking about a movable system that'll be able to scan in practically, you know. Skateboard, or you know, there it's able to recognize skeletal structure and bone structure from you know behind your body, and and be able to you know read and understand body movements. I, I mean, it looks like it could be something potentially. Well, we'll make sure at you know the our site yourgamesource.com. We will go ahead and get uh, exclusive footage of Natal on the showroom floor. Maybe Nick getting scanned in if he gets you know. De-rezzed out, right? We'll make sure we put that on camera, and I'll be the first one to put it on the site. So, yeah, that should be interesting. Well, I guess we're coming back with reviews right after the break. Yeah, uh, gonna go over a little bit of Alan Wake, and <laughs> Gerald's gonna go a little more in depth with how bad Alpha Protocol was. Right after the message, or right after the music? Yeah, right after the music. Okay, sounds good. All right. Game Source uh, podcast with Alex, Trey, Melissa, your host Nick, and Gerald. What up? <laughs> well, I'm going to uh, briefly review Alan Wake. And I'll briefly review Alpha Protocol even more. Yeah, I uh, reviews up on the site under our uh, review section, and uh, also you can uh, find it on the. Uh, Again, on the front page, links you straight to it at www.yourgamesource.com. Well, Alan Wake, uh, I really got mixed feelings about it. When I first started the game, I'll be honest with you, I really had my doubts. First thing that came to mind was, oh my god, alone in the dark. <laughs> uh, it's like retrofit from alone in the dark. 
You know, the concept and storyline... You're talking about the 360 version, correct? Yeah. Because there were uh, several iterations. Yeah, and the, yeah, there were iterations for the uh, PS3. I didn't actually get all the way through the PS3 to really be able to acknowledge much about that. This is the 360 version. I think the concept and narration points of the game are are really good. Um, I I was actually pretty impressed. The storyline is... is it's it's in depth. It makes you want to really continue on more, even after uh, how lame the ending is. But I think one of the biggest concepts I like about the game is that it's kind of like a TV sitcom. It spans six episodes. Basically, the backstory is is uh, you're a uh, a writer named Alan Wake, and he's trying to get away from. You know his life basically uh, get away from the city life and him and his wife are going to uh, a resort in Bright Falls and that's really where everything starts from weird to really just bizarre um, memorable moment in the beginning of the game where it just really starts off is uh, when you get there you first start off in a diner everybody greets you knows you immediately as soon as you come in and there's this one dark part in the back of the diner which immediately sparks uh you know hell no let's go the other way <laughs> um, but naturally you go you have to venture back there and your plans change you end up going to this cabin that you find out later never really existed and um, you know your wife gets abducted and that's just where it starts basically gameplay wise your light is your sole weapon in here that deters darkness it works a little similar to uh, Alone in the Dark it's actually a real mix up between Alone in the Dark and Silent Hill you generally yeah I, you know and I, I think a lot of where the core foundation of this game is is stay in the light and it's stay in the light <laughs> the game the game does a good job of spanning the source light sources and, and uh, safe zones I guess if you will, throughout the level, but realistically, gameplay-wise, I just—I I don't know. I mean, what do you think? What do you think, guys? I mean, it's not too bad of a game. Uh, I like it. I mean, throughout the beginning of the tutorial, there's a there's like a a supreme being. I mean, I guess you can call it God yeah, walking you through what it seems like. the beginning of the game. Um, Your flashlight radiates yeah. down to you from heaven. <laughs> but they, I mean, they definitely do a good job of uh, making the game a little more challenging. Uh, the enemies that you fight along the way, you don't fight them, you know, one or two at a time. You fight them in waves of four or five, making it pretty difficult, um, requiring you to dodge a lot throughout, you know, a lot of the gameplay and stuff. Um, I mean, it, it's pretty... I, I like the gameplay for, for the storyline. I mean, they definitely uh, they do a good job. But I thought the dodging the mechanic was really not. Oh, the not counter. Oh yeah, it's counter uh, attack and dodging is a little horrific. flawed. I mean, yeah, you got to do it like right on cue by pressing like right bumper in a direction real quick and or if, something, or you're if, not going to get it. Yeah, and if you're playing on harder nightmare, you'll never achieve that. I mean, I, I shouldn't say never, but you know, realistically, just when you these guys don't come in like one or two, they come in like groups of four and five. And on Nightmare, I mean, you know, I was attacked by, I mean, sometimes seven or eight people at a time. And realistically, you know, as you proceed further in the game, you get an arsenal of, of light-based weapons. You know, you got your flare gun, which is like a grenade launcher. Uh, you got your flares, which generally you can do one of two things. Either hold them up and it deters the darkness away from you, or you can do the old uh, light up and drop and, and, and run and hope that you make it to your destination. But... Honestly, I'll tell you more more times than not, the sprint is so limited. You get you'll get maybe about three and a half feet before they're throwing pick picks at you, and I mean, and they're on top of you almost instantly. Sometimes they won't even sprint. Like yeah, they'll try to sprint. And he'll he'll just stumble around. Yeah, you he'll know? stumble like, around. Oh, run it's not happening this time. <laughs> you know? Like one of those deals. Run into a tree. Yeah. Or, uh, and and you know what? Generally, what probably one of my biggest disappointments in this game. I don't think I fought maybe but two real Taken bosses, and the Taken, by the way, are are uh, basically demonic possessed individuals um, that the story scripts out to be these demons that um, are after you to, to to capture you back so you find out later so you can continue the story. 
Um, generally, I think I have fought possessed farm equipment and natural disasters. And generally, I don't think, even for a game that's just out of the realm of reality, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I have fought more pieces of twine, farming equipment, and construction equipment than I did actually enemies in the game. Yeah. yeah. But those are enemies. That, that tornadoes. And <laughs> yeah, <stuff>. tornadoes. <laughs> That's I mean, the main thing. That's tornadoes come after you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you see the uh, you, you see the windmill start blowing back and forth. It's time yeah. it's time to bolt out of there. But um, I definitely like uh, I like the collectible items throughout the game. They're easy to find. It's you know you're not running around the whole time. There's a lot to pick up. I mean that's kind of the downfall. You got to pick up you know a hundred canteens of coffee thermoses. You yeah, know, to get an achievement. There's or tons of uh, watch every TV. Yeah. Watch every TV show, listen to every radio broadcast. Um, well, what I want to ask you guys the is, pages this is Gerald, and uh, what I want to ask you, Alex, and you, Nick, uh, does it make you do what Remedy wants you to do ultimately and buy extended DLC? Do you wish? Do you wish to play those next chapters because they're going to be releasing chapters every so often? Because the end, is, the end is open ended just for that purpose. Does it make you want to play it more? God. You know, I, I have to honestly say, and again, you can, you can read the full review on our site, but I think for if you really are just going purely achievements in this game, let me put it this way. If you are so immersed in the storyline, you know what? More power to you. Does, do you get immersed? Did you get immersed? You know, I, I was really up until a little bit halfway through the game where you really, pieces of the game really start coming together and the more manuscripts that I obtain. I, I lost interest, maybe storyline-wise, about three-fourths to the game. By the end of the game, I wasn't really pursuant enough to 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 want yeah, to get the exactly. DLC. I mean, the storyline is great, and, and some of the stuff that you pick up, I mean, just it narrates everything for you through audio, which is great. You know, you look at the manuscripts that you find in other page texts, and he says them all through you know his own narrated voice, which is yeah. great. But I mean. It's good for what the game came out with. I mean, as far as more downloadable content, I don't think they should use more DLC. I mean, the game is, it's fine the way it is. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I was the actually, more stuff they add to it, the more it's going to go down. I mean, I was expecting actually like maybe a potential sequel after the game was done, rather than maybe downloadable content. Again, it spans six episodes, and I really think for the most part, it. But they really, were working on it since 2004, so you obviously. But the game captures. Uh, it you know. Playing through it, though, you pretty much get it by the end of the game. Okay, this is what's going on. This is what happened. I don't think expanding it with DLC is going to improve the game any. I, I mean, it'll actually, I think in the long run, they'll end up probably losing more money than they would. You know, I, I personally think if you got Gamefly or you know whatever other retail source you use to get your games or rent them, Blockbuster, it's a, rent. it, it's a rentable. And I don't know if... Certainly not worth sixty dollars. I'll tell you that much. I mean, uh, again, I gave it a I gave it a score seven and a half. That's pretty good. I, I mean, you know, it's a good game. It, it it's solid. You know, for all the work they put into it, I really think you know it. It was it was a good game. I I, I mean, it was an average game. I think it definitely went for that whole fear factor thing. I mean, I was really I mean throughout parts of the game. I mean, these guys just came at you from nowhere. And they would disappear as quick as they came and reappear behind you. So, um, and I, I really think the narration throughout the game, him describing the story to you, added a real just spooky, just creepy, Silent Hill-ish, you know, yeah. type atmosphere. And the game did excellent as far as that went. And scenery and graphically, really impressive. I just sorry the whole concept of beaming someone to death with a light and then not even really killing them. I mean, you get conventional firearms like your pump-action shotgun, and you're able to upgrade, you know, your arsenal from a, uh, you know, from a dinky little flashlight to a long base flashlight to like a power cell. But again, the power cell is not any more powerful than the the light that you got. Yeah. Exactly. It just maybe concentrates a little bit quicker. But that's hard to do again when you're on nightmare or harder modes because then you got groups of five or six people, you can't beam all of them at the same time. Yeah. So you know. I, again, I, I'd give it seven and a half. Definitely a rental. Good solid game. Good foundation. Definitely. All right, 
alpha protocol. <laughs> I saw that face expression. Well, I was hoping your uh, short-winded uh, review of uh, short-winded. I took you know how long it took. Your quick review, review of Alan Wake would have uh, negated any time for alpha protocol. All I say is this: uh, when you go to Metacritic. Uh, com for all the different scores that uh, Alpha Protocol has received. It's received from anywhere from uh, a 2 <laughs> to an 8, uh, depending on the critic. I can see why people uh, rated a 2. I can see why people hey, rated an 8. Stop it. Because it is very easily to... Uh, it's very You can very easily hate this game <laughs> with a passion very quickly. Yeah. The gameplay is beyond... Beyond... A last-gen game. It, it's Trey? <laughs> yes. I definitely agree with you. Yes. I mean, play... The, and the AI. Oh, man. The AI is probably some of the dumbest AI I've seen probably in quite some time. They will literally just stand there and let you shoot it in the face several times. But if you have a pistol, mind you, if you have a pistol, and you can take 10, 20 shots at the guy in the face, and it won't register a thing, and they'll just stand there and take it. But... You know, it, it's the no. best part. The parts I do, and the reason why I gave this a seven, I think, is why a lot of other people gave it a halfway decent score, is because just the concept of you being uh, in a role playing game uh, with the spy aspect, it's not been used before, it's not been tried before, and the concept really, really, is, in itself, works, even with the story not being as tight as it should be. And the voice acting by the main character really not being what you need it to be. Uh, Michael Thornton is, yeah, okay, I think I'll get the terrace now. I think I will. Okay. The rest of the voice acting is great, but um, he is something left to be desired as well. And it's strange. Why would I give it a 7 with all those problems and all those glitches, the graphical errors, all the... I think it's the same reason people, a lot of other people are giving it the same around the same score I did. Content. It's because the content, yeah. the, the concept of you being in a role in a in a super spy, and you being uh, you know in an RPG where you can upgrade your powers. That part, Obsidian, the makers of this game, really do a good job at. But you know the idea you cannot be in the menu the whole time. You have to actually go out and do these things and play and enjoy it. And the conversation system is okay. It could have been better. A lot, just, just so much. But you're right. A lot of the extra content, like you can gather intel from the black market. Exactly. And, and you know, that little little neat things like that add up yeah. to a lot in this game because there's so many big things that do not add up in this game. And um, I, I just think the reason why it's gotten so many halfway decent scores is because a lot of people hope this game could could be done <laughs> by someone else and could be done a lot better. Yeah. That's why I think uh, we were talking earlier, Alex, about the agency um, it being a potential PS3 MMO. Um, if it has that RPG-like aspect, I think that that really could be something that Alpha Protocol should have been. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, I was pretty disappointed with it. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much the bottom line. But don't give up on it. Don't let there be an Alpha Protocol 2 made by someone else that's not concentrating <laughs> on Fallout New Vegas. And just, if there's any DLC, don't download it. Yeah. Just made by someone else that's not concentrating on Fallout New Vegas or what's the new one they're working on? They're coming out. Uh, um, they just got another game that they they were given rights to. Uh, oh, uh, next coming out next year. But you, you know, you see that your place full, and they obviously Bioware should have made it. That's true. I think that's should have made it. In their oh, hands, man, it, they're good. Yes. Yeah, they are. In their hands, it would have been something a lot better. I mean, they could have they could have ripped out a Mass Effect type. On top yeah. of that, they got to start doing stuff that Bioware does. You know, like with Mass Effect Two, if you bought it new, you got that card where you get any DLC for free. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at UFC now. You got to pay just to play online. Like, I mean, yeah. that um, that makes no sense. You know? Well, I, I mean, I well, how does that affect the people that buy it used, you know? I mean, you can't buy it used and get that same card, you know? EA well, doesn't we, care, though. We, we touched that subject yeah. on our first podcast with the Bean EA. Runners. Yeah, with the EA deal, the $10 yeah. online pass. Um, since we are all working in the same format together, um, we're, we're all pretty much against that idea and concept. I just think when it comes down to it, they don't realize that it's going to hurt them on the back end. Because people are going to have less money to trade in these uh, trade in their games, uh, 
the, the stores are gonna the game stops the world are gonna lower their values on these games people are gonna have less money training for new games and ultimately on the back end it'll, it'll hurt new sales yeah of their own games but you know they only see the the instant cash up front and they don't see the long-term aspects of it but you know that's neither here nor there that's a rant I did uh, back a couple weeks ago if you want to take a look uh, listen to that that was on the uh, on our on our site plus also uh, I Gonna be on iTunes uh, as well, so yeah, we're working on getting that shortly. So uh, it takes a little bit, give us a little time to get the iTunes fixed and working. Take some time for iTunes to, um, as many listeners out there probably know, to get that processed and improved through uh, through Apple. So so tell us where we're gonna be next. Well, next time you hear our podcast, we're gonna be coming live from E three. E three. E three. Now technically, the conferences start tomorrow. Monday, and uh, you know, unfortunately, we won't be there for the uh, for the uh, Microsoft convention. But that'll be on live on game on uh, Spike TV. But uh, we'll be there in force on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, if you know, we'll be reporting on all the different uh, you know aspects and areas uh, of E3. And uh, well, Nick, uh, it's going to be fun. I know it's going to be a lot to look forward to. We'll be at the Nintendo and the Sony conferences, and uh, we'll and be we going ooh, ooh, ooh and on, and then hitting the floor. It'll be a lot of fun. So Just remember that uh, you can always check all this content straight from www.yourgamesource.com. Your Game Source! Remember, we are going to be doing live podcasts from there, as well as uh, you'll have almost live footage. Um, well, I'm hoping as well, uh, now that we got everybody here, our thanks to Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> Alex. Alex, definitely. Hey. And Trey, who's... Say hi. <laughs> I'm eating... What is this? Shish kebab. So again, just uh, remember, join us live, and uh, we uh, will, next time we'll see you. It'll be at E3. <laughs> Remember, check out www.yourgamesource.com. And uh, thanks, everybody, for joining we'll, us tonight. E3. We'll see you at E3. Yay. 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 <laughs>